Welcome to Dig Deeper, Mind Edge Learning's occasional podcast on critical thinking and creativity. I'm Frank Connolly, and our guest today is Tara Monroe. Tara is the storyteller in residence at Ink House, a well-known public relations and content marketing firm uh, here in bucolic yet bustling Waltham, Massachusetts. And uh, Tara, first I want to ask you, uh, you have got absolutely the coolest job title I've ever heard of. That's true. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what sort of a career path one follows to become a storyteller. Sure, I can absolutely do that. So thank you for having me, first off. I appreciate that. I have to say that becoming a storyteller in residence was kind of serendipity and not a straight path. In my career, I've never been able to kind of pinpoint what I was interested in or love to do. I kind of love everything and wanted to do everything, which is not an actual career path. Um, You can't put on a resume, do everything. So in college, I studied uh, history because I thought that gave me enough flexibility to do all of the things that I wanted to do. Because I love music, I love literature. I was pre-law, which I thought was gonna happen, did not happen. Um, I eventually landed in museums. I uh, worked initially in museums, how you get your start is you intern and you hope and pray that somebody at some point retires. Uh, so that you can get an actual job. And that worked out for me every time, um, which was great. So I worked in museums. I've worked at the Isabella Stewart Gardner. I've worked at the JFK Library. I've worked at the Museum of African American History and doing everything and anything in the various departments. I've done development, education, uh, visitor experience, and then lastly, uh, curation. And then after working in museums, and typical of my character, I, I decided I wanted to do something else. Um, and move on and so um, I was looking at different jobs and I fell into PR Um, and it's not something that I had really thought about doing before but I met our CEO and and fell in love with Ink House and the story and tell in residence title was given to me (laughs) it was our uh, executive vice president's brainchild title and I loved it so I said yeah I'll take it and how does what you do enhance the creativity of, uh, of the firm? So I think it's more about how, because I didn't come from a traditional PR or communications background, I just offer a different way of looking at things. I come from a very um, nonprofit educational background, really. That's what curation is. So I just look at things a different way. But I think in general, though, to be in PR, you have to be a creative person. Um, I'm amazed every day with all of the different ways that our teams at Ink House can think of different ways of telling our clients stories, even though they've known these clients for a really long time, and the connections they can make that way. I will take a moment here to have a, a full disclosure alert, which is that Ink House is the PR firm for MindEdge, which is the, the sponsor of the Dig Deeper podcast, just so no one can say that we, we, didn't, we didn't let you know that. You know, as you mentioned, PR, like advertising, is a field where you've actually got people who are called creatives. And so obviously creativity is is at a high premium in your industry. But thinking more generally about creativity, is it your sense or your belief that creativity is a good thing to have in every workplace? Are there some workplaces where maybe being overly creative is not a good thing? I think the former. I think there's a place for creativity in everything that you do. I can't imagine working in an an environment where you're not allowed to be creative. That sounds like an incredibly dull and, and boring life and not fulfilling at all. But I also... I'm trying to think of an industry where there is some certain, or a certain level of creativity that you need to have in doing what you do. And I think it's also just innate as who we are as human beings to be creative. Creativity, in my mind, is is idea gener- generation. It's, it's thinking of ideas and, and thinking of new ideas. And so I think there's a certain level of that in anything that you do, whether that's going to the grocery store or yeah. working in a job. Yeah, I guess although one person's... It's possible that one person's creativity is another person's insubordination or, mm-hmm. or goofing off. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, my guess is 
if Henry if Henry Ford saw people being creative on the assembly line, he might not have been so so maybe, happy about it. Maybe, but, uh, but maybe somebody came up with a better way of doing the assembly line that helped him. That's, that's absolutely that's true. I see it. It's absolutely true. So you, you sort of touched on what, what you see as creativity as being uh, idea generation. Can you expound on that a little bit in terms of how creativity applies to the workplace? We've had we've had a lot of folks here in the in the podcast in the past. We've had we've had academics. We've had um, we had a poet. We had a we had a, neuro, a neuroscientist. We've had a philosopher. Um, um, but you're working for a living. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know how uh, how. Do you see creativity as applying specifically to to the workplace, to to places where people are uh, working for a living and, and sure. trying to generate product? It's about thinking of new and innovative ways to get our clients' stories out there and to make sure that people are paying attention to our clients. And I think that was the same as when I was a curator in PR. Um, they're called clients and they're called audiences. For me, as a curator, we, they were called visitors same people. <laughs> um, so basically it was how can what I do every day enhance my visitor's experience? How can I do every day enhance my client's story? And even interpersonally within the job, how can I bring something new and creative every day to my teams? In any workforce, it's it's that mindset that's that's important. It's It's what am I doing today that is adding something potentially new? Or what idea do I have that I could present that maybe nobody has thought of before or maybe somebody else was thinking of and then we can expound on that. So it's also important to be creative in your work because like I said earlier, I, I can't imagine coming in every day and, and just doing what is as is and feeling fulfilled or feeling like you're adding anything to life. And I don't, and I, I'm also, I don't care what your job is. I don't know, I don't care if you're on assembly line, like you said, I don't care if you're in PR. I think there's always something that you can do to think of or to present a new idea that could be to the benefit of where you are. One of the things about PR, and I think it's also true of advertising, and to a certain extent, journalism as well, is that people have to be creative on deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pressure to to be creative, and I'm just wondering how you feel that pressure affects the creative process. Does it help it? Does it uh, inhibit it? I think it depends on the person. Me personally, I'm I'm not the type of person who can just jump into things um, head first and just be okay with it. And there are others on my team who are great at that. So for that aspect, yeah. But I also think that when you're thinking about being creative, it's important to to calm down, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and to take a deep breath and, and to not stress, am I being creative enough? Or, and to more focus on what can I potentially do or like take a moment to relax and reflect on some ideas. Um, and I also think it's important not to be creative for creative sake, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it really does. Um, I think it's, it's, it's more natural that way and more organic. And, you know, certain things happen, especially in PR, where things hit the news and it's like, okay, how can we, how can we have a voice on what's happening right now? But I don't think you have to approach every day with that sense of urgency. I mean, one of, one of the previous guests here, a fellow named Rex Young, who is a neuroscientist at the University of New Mexico, he, he defined creativity as something that is both a, an idea that is both novel and useful. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes to what your your, mm-hmm. your your point about not being creative just for He said it more say. eloquently as a neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> he said it more scientific. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
obviously there are a lot of differences between the nonprofit world and the and the for profit world. In your experience, is one inherently more or less creative than the other? No, and I have to say I was surprised to find that out. The reason why I think I chose nonprofits and museums specifically is because as I was reflecting after not deciding to go to law school, uh, what I wanted to do with my life, I knew that I didn't want to live or work in a place where I was going to be stuck doing the same thing every day behind a desk and not feeling I was making some kind of impact. And I thought the only way to do that was to work in the nonprofit world. And I was wrong. Having joined Incaus, I found that that's just not the case at all. It's just a difference of approach. Like I said, anything that you do requires a certain level of creativity. So I don't think one has a, a market on it over the other. There's opportunity in whatever you decide to do. Is there anything that you particularly do to turn on the creativity switch? Yeah, I think for me, it's following what I thought was always a problem, which was that I had too many interests. It's it's reaching out to um, people who are not like me. It's reading, trying to learn as much as I possibly can every day, something new. It's looking at different industries to see what they're doing and trying to see if I can come up with something similar to what I can bring to Inkhouse or make some sort of connection. And it's, I think for me, it's mostly seeking out new ideas. I think that's being a constant learner has helped me to constantly think of new ideas for something. Um, because I always, I think create a big part of creativity is discovery. And I guess it, it, it sort of stands to reason that the more things you know, the more connections you can make yeah. between, between those ideas. And uh, sometimes those connections lead to yeah. uh, new permutations. But I think it's also important to um, not always be the expert. In the room, I think if you're constantly the smartest person in the room, you're making a mistake. I've never had that problem. No. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't either. Um, But I think surrounding yourself with people who know something different than you is important because you never know what you'll find and discover when listening to how other people approach what they do. Do you think that creativity is a gift, something people are born with, or is it a skill that can be learned and taught and developed? For me, it's hard to think of creativity as something that you can like buy at a store and, and like I'm thinking of like Alice in Wonderland just popped into my brain this is you know that's how my brain works where I'm envisioning her like swallowing a jug of creativity <laughs> um, I think it's innate in as like I said as who we are as human beings at various stages of your life you're encouraged and discouraged to be more or less creative but it's holding on to that sense of learning something new and wanting to learn something new and and idea creation but also imagination um i think we're probably the most creative i would say when we're young um i'm thinking of kids playing and and you think about the worlds that they create around them out of simple things that i think as we become adults sometimes we're told to like kind of follow the the path although lately i think there's been a lot of research that that's a mistake but i would say it's not necessarily something that you're not born with but I would also say that doesn't mean it's not a skill that you can't continue to develop I think you can always work on um, trying to be more creative in in whatever you do I think a lot of it at least in my experience has been getting the proper encouragement Uh, now we both have young children right uh, and uh, (laughs) uh, mine is more destructive than yours I (laughs) I doubt uh, it (laughs) (laughs) but um, but you know they're both under seven and, and and that's an age where you're always, you know, kids are always looking and seeing mm-hmm. stuff that grown-ups 
can't see. What's amazing about kids, like to your point, is that their minds are like sponges and they're constantly seeking to learn new things. But I think even, let's say, in a corporate structure where at work necessarily you're not encouraged to be creative, that doesn't mean that you shut it down completely. I mean, I don't think you can necessarily do that. I know a few very successful CEOs who um, work in industries that are not the most creative environments, but they find other ways to, I don't know, go wild, I guess is the way to say They're musicians, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're yeah. artists, they do other things. So I, and I think that that has an effect on what they do at work. Mm-hmm. It may not be so obvious, but I'm sure it does help. Is artistic creativity, in your, in your opinion, sort of the same thing as creativity in the workplace, uh, business creativity, or, or are they different animals? I don't think they're different, and I, that might be controversial, but I, I don't find, I don't think there's like a, you can put certain kind of creativity in certain boxes, and I also don't think being creative like in a tar- an artistic way is, is mutually exclusive from being creative in a business setting. I think it's just, and this might be an oversimplified version of, of a definition of creativity, but it's it's approaches. It's, it's how you come at something and it's idea creation. I don't think that artists are necessarily, and as an artist, I'm going to say this, I don't think artists are necessarily more creative than people who wear suits every day and go to an office. I just think they express themselves in different ways. You know, advice that you have for someone who's just coming into the job market Mm -hmm. and certainly one of the things that we've talked about a lot on this podcast is 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 how the marketplace is changing there's a real premium now on soft skills of which creativity is is certainly one of them so if you're if you were just starting out in the workplace and you're looking for a way to distinguish yourself as a person who's a creative thinker Mm -hmm. what what sort of advice would you give to that new entrant into the job i would say be open and don't be so hard on, if I could talk to myself, don't be so hard on yourself and, and know that the pursuit of experiencing as many things as possible is a good thing. Over my career and all the people that I've met and all of the many interviews I've, <laughs> I've done um, to try to gain employment, um, that people appreciate learning what you do outside of what you do, if that makes sense, like outside of your job. What are your interests? What do you do? And, and if everything is... I go to work and I come home and and I think about my job all the time and they're not inspired to hire you because they don't feel like you're going to inspire anything new in the market in the job quite quite frankly and and they're trying to figure out what you're going to add to what they do so I think that would be my first advice and my second advice would be uh, to not assume that uh, what you start off doing is what you're going to do for the rest of your life and assume that it's going to define you it's a job now, what creative outlets do you have outside of work and when you're not chasing your son around? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, that takes up most of my time. Um, so I'm a soprano for the Dedham Choral Society. Oh. So I sing and I play the piano. And then I, as a former curator, and I, and I love art, I go to museums quite a lot. And then I read a lot. I My favorite books these days, because I have a three-year-old, are children's books. They're the most exciting for me. <laughs> Pictures books, so I do a lot of reading with my son. As uh, regular listeners know, uh, I have a very strict policy of always uh, mentioning my son Jack in every podcast. Um, and Jack's 14, he's uh, he's playing the guitar, and he's taken an interest, thankfully, in, in classic rock music. Now, one of the uh, debates that we've had, he takes the position that the singer-songwriter is, by definition, more creative than simply the singer. And as a singer, yeah, uh, I'd be interested in where you take it because it, it, it's sort of a degree of difficulty thing yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to do both. It requires, and yet, yep. and yet, I would say that you know Frank Sinatra didn't write his songs, but Frank Sinatra right. was one of the great, right. great creative vocalists of the 20th century. Right, right, right. So where do you come down? 
Oh, man. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> um, I think, so I'm About gonna, Sinatra? No, I agree totally about Sinatra. I think, so I'll say it this way. So my mom is actually a musician, and she can sing and play at the same time. I've not mastered this at all. But I think as a singer, I interpret the music the way I want to. I don't sing a song the same way twice. And I can't, I don't think, could sing it exactly the same way twice. I don't think that's possible. And when she's playing, when I'm singing, she follows me. Do you know what I mean? So she, and that's her job, she says, as the accompanist, that she has to follow me. Now, she's written a few songs, and I've sung them, and she doesn't always agree with the way I sing them, and I don't always agree with the way she's written them. And that's what's so great, is that we'll find some sort of middle ground that ends up being better than what we both thought it could be. Uh, Tara, it has been uh, lovely having you. Thank really you so much. This, conversation. this was uh, fun. That's it for this podcast. We will be back next month with another installment of Dig Deeper, Mind Edge Learning's occasional podcast on critical thinking and creativity. And uh, come back and we'll be talking at you again next month. Take care.